0: Father de la Mata. dear brother priests and seminarians, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, it's a great joy to, to be asked to preach on this first Mass of Thanksgiving for Father Joe, and uh, it's with great humility that I do so. our Lord has just done amazing things. And yesterday was the culmination of many amazing things that our Lord has done in the life of Father Dalamara and in the life of the other priests who are ordained in the lives of your families. And it's really awe-inspiring to be a witness to all of that. In the gospel reading for today, we have this very ordinary situation, where there's the healing of Peter's mother-in-law, and and I'll admit that in my youth, in my pragmatism, maybe, whenever I heard that gospel read, I, I sort of just thought it was an interesting detail, and uh, and I think the way it plays out in my mind is that you know Jesus is doing all these things; he needs a place to go and rest. And Peter invites him, Simon invites him to his home, and he's like, my mother-in-law's a great cook, and she has these amazing grape leaves, and it'll be great. And they get there, and she's sick. And, and so Peter's like, oh, no, like, she can't give you food. Like, I don't know what to do. And then Peter, Jesus is like, no problem. Like, you're healed. And now you can eat, right? Like, just like he healed her so that she could serve them. Because it says as soon as she was healed, she got up and waited on them, and then she's never mentioned again in the gospel But there's probably something more than that going on. (laughs) There's this other side of things where our Lord enters into this space and he sees somebody in need. And he's moved by the Father to bring healing to her life. And this woman who has been sick with a fever and, and laying in bed and probably thinking about all the things that she would be doing if she wasn't sick and, and sitting in her helplessness and her suffering. And, and then this person, Jesus, enters into her life. And he heals her. And after encountering him, her heart is moved. to magnify the love that she's received from him. Her heart is moved to magnify the love that she's received from him. And so there's nothing pragmatic about the service that she provides. It's simply the fruitfulness of this encounter with Jesus Christ, the Son of God. In her gratitude, she's moved by love. And that's really what our Lord does in the lives of, of so many people in the scriptures. Like whenever he heals somebody, he's having an encounter with them. They directly experience the way he is and then they want to go and tell everybody about it. You know, following our Lord, it, it's not like, simply like reading a book about somebody who was once virtuous and then saying, okay, I want to do all the things that they did. Following our Lord is, we have direct contact with him. He acts in our life. He influences our heart. He moves us by his love. And then we go and do for others what he has done for us. And it's something that we have to constantly focus on, especially as priests. We have to focus on the fact that our Lord entered into our life and he moved something in our hearts. And and everything that we do, we do to magnify that experience that we've had with him. And the explanation for our faithfulness and the explanation for our reverence, the explanation for the fact that we choose this life is the fact that He has done great things for us. And we start to live with a Marian heart. And, you know, in Mary's Magnificat, we find this line that we pray every single day when we pray Vespers. When she says, the Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And she says that in response to Elizabeth, and, and Elizabeth says to her at the visitation, blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the angel would be fulfilled. And, and Elizabeth is praising Mary because Mary, when the angel Gabriel visited, was able to say yes immediately. And so the Magnificat is Mary's explanation for how she was able to say yes. And she says, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. The Almighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. And she starts to name some of those great things. He has shown the strength of his arm. He's scattered the proud in their conceit. He's cast down the mighty from their thrones. He's lifted up the, holy, the lowly And Mary understands that every good thing that the Lord has ever done in the history of the people of Israel, he's done for her. And because she knows he's done that for her, she's able to say yes without hesitation. And yesterday, you and your brother priest, you gave your own fiat when you said adsum. You gave your own fiat when you placed your hands in the bishop's hands. And our prayer is that that's not just something that's pragmatic. It's, it's not like, I'm, I'm done with seminary. Yes. But it's the culmination or the manifestation of the mighty things that our Lord has done in your life. And I've been very privileged to have known you father for the last three years i think it is and uh it's just been a great gift so so there's this one day i i see this name on my calendar i have no idea who it is and um and father young joe dalamata walks into my office and um And I'm like super nervous because I'm a priest of the Diocese of Lincoln. I'm not a priest in the Fraternity of St. Peter. And I know he's studying for the Fraternity of St. Peter, and like I'm like, oh he's gonna judge me or what's gonna happen. Or he's gonna think I'm judging him. (laughs) And as we got to know each other, it was it was what I was most struck by was the fact that that he had a zeal for his own formation, he had a zeal for his own conversion. Like, his basically, like, the, a desire that no stone is going to be left unturned, and my heart is going to be as ready as it can possibly be to receive and respond to the grace that God wants to give. And, and we've walked through these last three years, and it, it hasn't always, you know, been an easy road. This last three years has been kind of hard for all of us in the church. You know, and, and we both have friends who are priests who are no longer functioning as priests, and, and really everyone who got ordained this year is to be admired for their perseverance and their desire to serve the people of God in the world that we live in today, you know, because we've gone beyond living in a Christian world, and, and the fidelity that it takes Demands a heart that is undivided. It demands a heart that's willing to let our Lord do everything possible to transform it. And that's really what was amazing to watch happen over the last three years. And I particularly remember one day when You came in to see me, and you were just like, "Father, I'm just really happy. I'm like, I'm I'm like, I've had this experience of God. Like, I'm good. I don't need you anymore." But, but that being good is something that needs to constantly happen. It's something that needs to constantly happen. Yesterday, you. Receive the sacrament that conforms you to Jesus in the most profound way. That conforms you in the most profound way. So that you speak the words that he spoke, and what happens is exactly what happened. Every time you offer Mass, and you pick up a piece of bread, and you say, this is my body, and it becomes and it is transformed into the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. It's an amazing moment. And it's a moment that's also there for you. Yesterday, and in the instruction, I can't remember the exact way it was translated, but... It says imitate what you do. Right? Like Imitate what you celebrate. That your whole life should be conformed to what happens at Mass. That your whole life should be conformed to the life of our Lord who was sent by the Father to live among us and to suffer everything that we suffered and to die and rise again and be transformed so that he could transform us. And so I encourage you to remember these days. You know, remember these days. And remember the joy that you had yesterday. Remember the way you were smiling yesterday. Remember the assurance and the focus that you had. Remember everything that our Lord has done for you. Because the difference between a pragmatic priest and a priest who is alive and evangelizing and bringing the gospel to his people is the fact that he remembers what happened. Sin is a forgetting disease. It's when we let sort of the busyness of our life and, and all the things that we have to get done and all the work that we have to do get in the way of remembering what our Lord has done in us. And in that transition point that happened yesterday, you know, for me, you, you were transformed from that seminarian into a brother priest, which... Um, very grateful to God for. But also in your friendship with our Lord, there's a transformation because now he invites you to experience what he's experienced on a deeper level. He invites you to know his own heart. He invites you to know his own loneliness when he was with people for years. For three years, he's with his disciples, and it. Right before he goes to the cross, he says, Philip, have I been with you all this time and still you don't know me? Or he invites you to know his own loneliness when at the end of the bread of life discourse, many people leave because it's a hard teaching. Or he invites you to know his own sadness when you're encountering a person whose life has just been destroyed by somebody else's sin. He invites you to know his joy when there's a heart that's truly transformed, when there's a sinner who returns to his fold. And that's the place where we continue to grow in union with him. And he invites you most especially into this particular relationship with the Father, that every time our Lord does something in the Gospels, he goes away to an isolated place to pray, or he goes up the mountain to pray. He goes to be alone with the Father because Jesus himself, everything he does is moved by the Father. I only do what I see the Father doing. So my prayer for you is that every time you climb the steps to the altar to offer Mass, you join Jesus in going to be alone with the Father. That you recognize that everything that happens there happens for you. And that by his grace, that is multiplied in the way that you love the people that he entrusts to your care. the Almighty has done great things for you. And as you're conformed to the life of our Lord, everything in our Lord's ministry flows from the fact that he is the Son of God. And and my prayer for you is that everything in your own ministry will flow from your own sonship. That you never lose the zeal you have for your own conversion and your own growth. So that our Lord may multiply and bless that in the ministry that He's entrusted to you.